DJ Academics and Roddy Rich off the records interview just dropped. And I want to give you a breakdown of that first hour and a couple key points that I want to discuss that, you know, I'm appreciative of Roddy Rich not only speaking about, but being knowledgeable on. Now, one of the first things that caught my ears while watching the podcast was, again, how knowledgeable he is with the lab- with his label, understanding how the business works and the value he provides and the label provides. Now, of course, peep the internet, DJ Academics himself, you know, question, hey, were you not able to drop music because of the label out of your own free will? And I'm going to answer this in two parts. As far as um, being able to call his own shots, Roddy Rich says he has the power to drop music whenever he wants just because he's made the label so much money. Whether we're talking about Die Young, Ballin', The Box for crying out loud, he has nothing but gold, platinum, and diamond certifications, you know, achievements, however you want to call it. And it's just he understands the the business approach to music. He even breaks down how the label, if they're going to push millions into promoting it, they're going to fill it into a certain quarter of the year. They're going to space the artists out to make sure they're able to put as many resources in towards the artist. That way they're able to, you know, not explode, but get as much money as they can to help them as much, whether it's music videos, whether it's going here, there, there. Ultimately, the relationship between Roddy Rich and his label sounds healthy and it sounds like they understand what they do. Roddy Rich understands that he makes mad money for his label. He's up there with Cardi B. And to the point where he even says, you know, Warner executives meet up with him. He isn't, he doesn't just talk to a manager. They tell him the news, the higher ups, he's able to talk with the higher ups, which is great to hear. And that he also appreciates what they do because ultimately Roddy Rich is, you know, he, he's a great artist, but without a strong team, without a, you know, a great label relationship and of course, great music that brings in re- revenue, there's only so much you can do. So I'm happy to hear that he's able to drop music whenever, but he chooses to, you know, of course, listen to the label. Both of them work together and be able to have a, a blueprint out where, okay, whether we're dropping music here, we're going to, you know, promote it over there. We're going to fund you this way. He, he seems, you know, pretty well off as far as the business side of things. Another part, which goes into the second part, why he hasn't dropped music. The pandemic, you know, hit everybody, everybody. Sometimes artists can seem larger than life. And, you know, to sort of an ignorant mindset, you might even feel like, yo, how hard is it to just get on the mic and make music? And this goes down to a couple of things Roddy Rich addresses. Number one, he's a father. He became father of a baby boy. And that is a complete lifestyle change. To him, he does, he says he doesn't pay attention to the internet. And of course, the superstar buzz energy that Roddy Rich gives off on the internet. And that he usually, you know, not usually, he doesn't really pay mind to it because to him, he still has to live real life. He has to learn how to be a father, how to be active in his son's life. So while his music is blowing up, the checks are coming in, so on and so forth, he's still well-grounded, which is dope to hear. Um, being in California and LA, COVID regulations are were a lot more strict and still are compared to, let's say, Florida or even Atlanta. So that definitely played a part, especially what I believe he was saying that they were trying to make a music video. You know, music videos were planned, but COVID, even with a million dollar budget, delayed everything, things couldn't pan out, and he just couldn't move and live like he would have loved to. 
he wouldn't have been able to, you know, of course, tour the way he would like to because COVID. And another interesting he brought up, which I guess this would be a different talking point, and it would be um, as far as collaboration along LA artists, or, you know, this, you see the way Atlanta is when it comes to artists. Everybody, for the most part, fucks with each, each other. They might not be best friends, but there's a mutual understanding that we're here to create music. Let's work together. Let's get bread together. LA politics, I'm not an expert here. I'm not going to tell you how LA politics work, but from Roddy Rich's you know, from Roddy Rich, he explains, you know, there's definitely a lot of politics involved. Um, there, He himself says there, you know, he's trying and other LA artists are trying to work the same way Atlanta, you know, collaborate more. But it's just certain sets, whether it's gang affiliated or the way things are that just sort of prevent it. Nice to hear from Roddy Rich, who, of course, you know, rap after the box, man, rap star, rap star. Um, you're hearing it again, rap star. And it's interesting to hear him talk about that. I love the dynamic where he speaks about, you know, his mother still having a positive influence on him and helping him understand that even though he's making mad bread from music, stupid amount of bread, that ultimately you want to invest your money in things that are going to continue to give you money if you were to stop rapping. Or let's just say for some reason, nobody ever listens to Roddy Rich again. He still has multiple streams of income. And now to switch more on academics, I appreciate and love academics for not just being DJ academics, but for being a genuine fan of an artist. And for the past couple of years, I've, you know, there's about two people off the rip I could say academics loves. 21 Savage, Roddy Rich. Yes, we could talk about Drake too, but we, you know, Drake's always being talked about. And to seeing academics talk to Roddy, not just as an acquaintance, not somebody, you know, not just somebody with respect, but also a fan, it's able to sort of, you know, have that keep in touch, that internet aspect, fan aspect that we may even have questions about, such as whenever Roddy Rich decided to leave social media and announce he's going to drop Feed the Streets too. Now, you in particular might not have thought too much about it. I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, hey, you know, some people, Roddy Rich even says he's not really a community communicative person on social media, not too active. He's not crazy on TikTok or nothing like that. But, you know, for various people and for academics, it was like, you know, it sort of felt like, you know, you were getting fed up with um, the criticism, so on and so forth. And it's Roddy Rich just saying, I just want to be active for my fans. And if it's just too much bullshit getting involved, I'll just dip out, continue working on the music and pop back in. And it was pretty dope in the beginning whenever they talk about how it feels to, you know, just being at the height, not even the height, at this state of their careers where, you know, they go out, people are bugging them to talk about how, you know, their mom's reacting. It's a fun portion of the interview. Nothing too analytical that I could give you on that, but definitely watch this part. And, you know, if you're still listening to, to this, I'm eventually going to do a second part whenever I'll the other half, give you some, you know, summarize certain points, so on and so on and so forth from there. And I guess you could be expecting this, not just from DJ Academics, but any other interviewer, interviewees that I generally watch. If you don't have the time to watch a two-hour podcast, I would love to break it down to you, give you my thoughts, so on and so forth. Now, another aspect about this would be, you know, the pressure. Does Roddy Rich really feel the pressure of having to live up to something? And from, from his own words, he doesn't really have this pressure for him. 
And he even speaks as far as live life fast, how there was, you know, mixed criticism as far as first, first week sales. I will call it a flop. Ultimately, the second, third, so on and so forth, week sales matter just as much. And arguably, that's the longevity of the tape. Commercially, to remind you guys, I believe the album's still going to do great. And I believe Roddy Rich even said it himself in an interview where, you know, late at night's already platinum. You know, as far as commercial, first week numbers may not be mind-blowing, but it's going to sell. It's definitely going to push. And that's healthy. It's healthy to see. And just to summarize a couple other points here, Roddy Rich isn't stressing if he doesn't drop an album every six months to a year, even though he's, you know, dropped an album every year, just because he goes at his own pace. He says he has to, you know, sort of live and just be able to move around to really drop a project. And whether it's through being a father, whether it's through the COVID pandemic or, you know, right before the COVID pandemic, he was on tour and really didn't have too much time to record a project. These are all things that, you know, give a lot of answers to the fans, clear up any rumors for, you know, camp say this, oh, this person close to Roddy Rich says that. And definitely does build a connection from Roddy Rich to his fans because, again, he's not social media savvy. He's not about to go on TikTok and do a dance. He's not someone who's extremely uh, braggadocious on his accolades as well. You know, Roddy Rich is pretty humble. Honestly, he isn't out here saying he's the greatest rapper of all time. But by all means, I, you know, I enjoy what rappers do that. Why not, Roddy? But extremely humble on that end. And I really enjoyed this first this first hour of the interview. For those of you guys that have been watching or have completed it, how did you feel being a Roddy Rich fan? Did you enjoy just, you know, hearing more about his life, hearing more of, you know, some of the, I would say, struggles or conflicts he goes through as a human being as well? Because it's easy to get caught up behind the phone seeing, you know, the glamorous performances, the money, the bitches, everything associated with the fame. But behind the screen, is he really is just a another, I'm not going to say completely ordinary human being, but it is another human on the other side of that. And hopefully you enjoyed this quick breakdown within that first hour of, you know, some of the key points that I took from there, some of the things that I enjoyed he spoke about And stay tuned in for, I would say, part two. Drink some water. Take care.